Welcome to the Drop-Off. Epic conversations about the workforce of today and the talent of tomorrow. Featuring candid, pointed conversations with influential business leaders. Here's your host, Nicole Real. Thanks for tuning in to The Drop-Off. I'm Nicole Real, and today I'm thrilled to welcome Christine Bonero, President and CEO of Mile High United Way. Christine Bonero is a dedicated and experienced leader in the nonprofit sector with a passion for community development and social change. She has demonstrated a tireless commitment to improving the lives of individuals and families through her work at Mile High United Way and has very appropriately been recognized with a number of awards for her incredible work. Christine is also an EPIC executive and founding board member. So thank you for joining us today, Christine, and welcome. Thank you, Nicole. It's so fun to be here and be here with you in person even. Yay! I love recording podcasts in person. It's just a different different vibe. It's a great vibe. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. Okay, well, we're going to just jump in and kind of go to the beginning. Yay! We want to learn about you, learn about your career. Uh, Tell us about your personal journey. How did you end up at Mile High Night Away, and how did you end up in the nonprofit sector? It's been a great journey, I have to say, and um, I tell everyone that I waited my whole life for this this job. Um, I feel so lucky to work with the extraordinary team of people that I that I do work with every day. But the journey actually started here in Colorado. I'm a Colorado um, girl, not a native. Came when I was two, but grew up I here. That's close enough. I think it's close enough. <laughs> yes. I think it's close enough. Um, went to high school in um, Littleton. Colorado. And actually, that's where my journey started because our high school had an amazing program, and you will get this, um, that explored childcare as a career path. So I, as a senior in high school, took my first early childhood course of what it could be to be a childcare Wow, that's provider so cool. in high school. And that inspired me to want to go on and get my degree in in education. So I have a a bachelor's degree in special education and early childhood from Boston University and a graduate degree in human development with an emphasis on early childhood from Harvard. So stayed on the wow. on the East Coast and which was great fun and that led my passion. My first job out of college was working with young people who were in the juvenile justice system. And that's where I saw firsthand how often communities let families down and systems let families down. And once again, the importance of that great start in life because we were working with with teenagers and you never give up on a teenager, but boy, 13 years of of hard stuff is hard for, for families and for young people. So my next job was the director of the first employer-supported child care center in Burlington, Vermont. So cool. Isn't that cool? Oh, my gosh. So this has been a passion, wow. and this is why EPIC <laughs> is so important to me. So I was the director of the Visiting Nurse Association on-site child care center, which was a child care center for not only employees but for the community as well as part of the maternal child health program. So once again, firsthand how those first few years, and we did infants and toddlers. We started at six weeks, six weeks to five years. And what a difference it makes for those little ones to get that great high quality start in life. I then found myself 
back in Colorado when Mayor Pena was here and opened the first office of early childhood and came and worked for a very tiny startup, small nonprofit that looked at how do you involve business. Sound familiar? Yeah. And so this has been, that is the first part of my career and then got this huge unexpected opportunity and I went to work for Target stores, their corporate foundation, because Target's number one customer Moms. moms. And I can tell you that because I spent a lot that, of time. That's it. This is a We should get them to underwrite this <laughs> podcast. But um, number one, and they put a big stake in the ground also around something called a family to family initiative mm-hmm. of how important it was to support parents, new moms, but also the childcare community mm-hmm. itself. Okay, I'll fast forward. That led me to Washington, D.C. to do policy work in. Um, D.C. and in the community service space. I uh, was lucky enough to be in the Clinton administration and then the Bush administration in, again, community development with the AmeriCorps program, which we all know well. And then I was in D.C. on September 11th when sort of the world changed. And um, I thought, you know, maybe it's time to come home. So I came back to Colorado with the awesome opportunity to run the American Red Cross here, which people say that sort of feels like a right-hand turn, but it really wasn't. It was the American Red Cross is there when families and individuals need you the most. And I think it'd be remiss at this time not to acknowledge what's happening in In Maui Maui and families and um, how lives are changed. So the Red Cross. And then, as I said, I think I waited my whole life. I had the opportunity 15 years ago now to wow. come to Mile High United Way. So there's a very long answer. To well, I love listening to these stories about people's journeys too. So, because, you know, it's so interesting. And I mean, I've known you for several years, very closely, and, and for many years before that too, but I never knew all these all things that. about on-site employer child care facilities. Employees, why I have a huge, <laughs> huge passion. And when you came and have taken Epic to the amazing heights that oh. Epic has, has grown to, it's, it's a privilege to be a part of it. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So you've been at this organization for 15 years. And of course, early care and education has really become, it's always been, but I think it's also really become a big focus area of Mile High United Way. So can you tell us more about that? You know, how, how has that evolved over the years as we've watched our communities and what our communities need? And what does that look like now for your work? I think what's been so exciting about this is, as, and thank you for saying, is Mile High United Way has always had a stake in the ground on early mm-hmm. child care and education. I would also be remiss to say um, it's almost been that way. We're celebrating our 135th anniversary. This year is the first United Way in the, in the country. And um, I think families have always been the heart of what we do. But over a decade ago, our board put a stake in the ground and said, I think we have there are three levers that we believe can make a difference in a community so that everyone in a community thrives. That first and most important is that every young child has to have a great start yeah. in life, just bar none. It, it just starts there. Starts there. Yep. End of, then we believe that every young person should have a great pathway to education success, whatever that looks like. And thirdly, that families should have all their basic needs met. So those things intertwine, but it's that early child care and education start. So years ago, we started in a very traditional way of funding other 
organizations that are doing and have been doing for years. We were a, fa- a founding partner with Mile High Early Learning, and I have known Anna Jo Haynes for over 25 years. And that's awesome. again, that's how communities yeah. in Denver come together. So we started out funding. Mm-hmm. organizations. Then our 211 call center opened. One of the number one phone calls that we still get is, I need child, child care. care. I need yeah. child care. When you look at what do families need, child care is at the top of the list. We then began to understand that providers themselves needed support. It is an amazing career, but a career that isn't paid at what it should be or the opportunities for for education. So we began looking at scholarships and we began looking and then we learned many children are in different kinds of care. We certainly have amazing, high-quality licensed child care facilities. We also have amazing, high-quality child care provided by family, by friends, and by neighbors Mm -hmm. because that is what a mom might choose or a family might choose. So how do you begin to support family, friends, and neighbors? So looking at programs there. Then, of course, we understand that parents are still best first teachers. So we very proudly run with a waiting list, which tells you how important it is. Our hippie program, which is a home visitation program for for new moms. And again, getting little ones off to a great start. And then finally, we have come thanks to Epic's leadership and and a passion of our board and our staff, well, High United Way is really excited to announce that we are going to be opening our own on-site child care center at 711 Park Avenue West. So, yay! yay! <laughs> um, and throughout all of that, and again, what we have learned, but certainly, Nicole, because of, of Epic's work and your leadership, is how important public policy yeah. plays. So being in those conversations certainly at the state level, but at the national level and at the county level because the complexity of trying to support families, the complexity of trying to open a child care center, it's all of those systems. So that system work is really important too. Yeah, for sure. And I think stepping into supply building is something that we know is is a hard thing to do oftentimes, but also an important thing to do. And I think seeing the project that you're undertaking in your own building, but also seeing a lot of the external projects and work you're supporting with your other community investments has been really amazing to see. And I think also is transformative in many ways. So how did your, how did your board and how did your leadership get to that point of saying, Hey, this is important for us to actually look at the the spaces and the places for children. And I think I am so fortunate to, as I know you are, to have a board that is willing to really listen and understand. And then our board, similar to the EPIC board, are business leaders in Mm -hmm. our community. So they look at it also from a business lens. And I think our board over the years began to ask questions like, does this not connect to this over, you're doing this work over here. Um, Does it not connect to how providers are supported? Does it not connect to how you open a childcare center? Does it not connect to what the reimbursement rate is for families? Does it not all? And the board began to say, 
we need to connect these things. And can we do that? Because Mile High United Way has been able to do this work for so long because of incredible um, donors and corporations who have supported our work, we began to, to put that work together almost in a network and a system that we hope is transformative that can be replicated across the the state and then I think could be replicated across the the country and then you have an organization of which we're very proud to have been there from the beginning like Epic to come in to help scale that to put the toolkits together to say here's how we replicate that Mm -hmm. it's really been an amazing partnership. It's awesome. I love hearing that. And it's been so much fun working with your team on this. It's um, really a powerhouse team of dreamers and people who really that. put amazing ideas uh, into reality, which is how I, you get things done. I think it's community. how you get things done. And that's why it's so fun to, to work with Epic. One of the things we're very proud of um, at Mile High United Way is that we got the first mobile preschool mm-hmm. licensed. But when you talk about systems and why your toolkits are so important, so it was a mobile child care center. We renovated a, a mobile van to go into a community. And when we went to get it licensed in the city and county of Denver, they didn't have a license for it. <laughs> like, what is that? What is this? So the, so the people got the – and it wasn't the city folks. They're like – well, we have a license for a food truck. And we're like, that's great. We're not a we're not a food truck. Well, we have a license for school bus. And we're like, that's great. We're not, we're a, not a school, school bus. bus. <laughs> the fire guy came out and he's like, this isn't a food truck. And so then, and it gets funny, and I don't say this in a disparaging way, but this is why you can't give up and why you say yeah. dreamers. So we were on the phone with the young woman who does permits and license things and she finally then said to us well that's just not legal in the city and county of denver and um our 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 head of community impact at the time during peterson says very calmly so there's a law that says young children can't have access to quality child care and this poor young license she said yeah. well Maybe. And we're like, we don't think that's correct. So let's try again. (laughs) I mean, it's hysterical. And she was just doing her job. That is not, uh, there literally wasn't because people had dreamed this. That's what Epic does. That's what United Way is. And, And then you have to get the systems to say, well, yeah, I know we don't have a thing that checks that box. So let's create one. Right. Yeah. Yes, it has to be safe. Yes, it has to be high quality. But no, it's not a food truck. Right, exactly. We're not even thinking about the box, no, right? We're not like, like, think no. outside the box. It's I'm like, like I'm not even thinking I don't about want the a box. box. I'm going to create my own box, which is not a box. And that's right. <laughs> again, I think that's what's so exciting in this work right now with Epic's leadership, with Mile High United Way, with all the amazing providers. And again, you've got corporate leaders out there who are who are saying, "Well, why why can't we?" Right. Who says yeah. we can't? Right. Um, how can this? we? How can right. we? How do we do this? Yes. And then I think. We're an extraordinary time that we have not only caught the business community's attention, who finally, I think for years, all of us have been, been saying, it's good for young children. It's the future workforce. I think what we all learned when we talked to um, the corporate sector now, it's not the, it is the future workforce, no it's, question. It's the current workforce. And right. if you would like your moms to be able to, or your dads to be able to come back to work it would be nice if there was quality childcare. That and for I think we have reached a time where the corporate sector is saying, 
oh, this is Mm -hmm. not just great for kids. This is actually a business issue. This is actually an economic issue if we're going to get the city of Denver and our surrounding communities back to where we work. We have to think about this differently. And so I think for the first, we've been saying it, the the field's been saying it for 30 years. I think finally, because they're living with it now, the corporate sector is like, oh, got it. We need to be part of this. And never too late to the party. So grateful for the corporate leaders. And we also know, because you spend a tremendous amount of time um, at the state legislature, when you and I go in to speak to the state legislature, there's smiles and like, oh, yeah, that's they're supposed to be doing this. Right. <laughs> when a CEO of a company, whether it's a bank or an investment firm or a utility, it doesn't matter. When a CEO of a company walks in, it carries a different weight. And again, you catch policymakers' attention and like, wait, why is that corporate CEO person right. sitting here? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you begin to see change. And I think it's an extraordinary time, ton of work yeah. to do. We are not there. You know better than I. We don't. We have children on waiting lists. We have families on yeah. waiting lists. But we're an extraordinary, an extraordinary time for um, this field and for Epic's leadership. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it, it, when a business leader comes to speak on this issue and they give credence, it's exactly to that issue and say this is important enough yep. for me to take my time to sit here and testify. Right? They have social capital, they have influence, they and you're right, um, it carries a huge amount of weight. It does. So it's exciting, yeah. but I think if if you know you and I had a, a message, it's we we still need more. We join right. us, please join Epic, please yes. support. Epic, please support Mile High United Way because this work impacts all of us. It used right. to be, oh, it's just for moms and babies. And now it's like, no. This is for everyone. This is for everyone. <laughs> this is the basic right. economy yeah. of Colorado. Our competitiveness, yeah. our economy, everything. everything. Our talent who, pipeline. Our yeah. talent pipeline, who wants to come to Colorado. We, I think we certainly saw during COVID that the world changed. What happened when childcare wasn't? available, what happened yeah. for um, the availability of first responder, people we count on in our lives every single day. And without a strong child care network, we can't, we can't go to work. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. I hear you on that one. Well, so talking about your project that's happening mm-hmm. here in the building we're sitting yep. in today, what are you most excited about? Tell us a little bit about what's going to be happening in this space and who it's going to be serving. And, you know, I'd love to hear more about the details. Uh, everyone wants it, the details. Everyone <laughs> wants the, the details. And that's what's been so fun. We have been in this building for, this is our seventh year, which is hard to believe. And when we built this building, it was really meant, and that's what our board said, is if we're going to build a building, it has got to be for the purpose of of serving and supporting the community. So when we built the building, the number one need in our community was a space to gather for nonprofits to be able to come together. We talk about, you know, Mm -hmm. that um, uniting the community together to solve really complex problems. So you need a space to think, to to collaborate. So that's how our space was configured. You could never get a room in this this building because someone was, and it was great. And then the world changed two right. years ago. With with COVID, we couldn't gather in the way we, we did. Thank goodness we all learned technology can still bring people together, still space to 
like you and I yeah. sitting in front yeah. of each other right now, but um, still space to meet. But we realized that we had this conference space that wasn't being utilized, and could we dream? We went to an epic dinner. I hold you 100% responsible. <laughs> we went to an epic dinner where you had a panel of employers to say, we need to be a part of this solution, and we have space. And literally the next morning, the executive team that was at um, the team I work with every day that was at the dinner said, we've got space. I said, yeah, we've got space. <laughs> let's, let's do this. And that's what started. I love it. <laughs> on the journey, thanks to the work of Epic, also understanding our community, number one need, infant and toddler space, affordable, high-quality infant and toddler space. And we often know, unfortunately, that those often don't go in the same sentence. And so how can we think about how the corporate sector, the foundation sector come together to say, we can do this and prove that it it works. We are partnering with Mile High Early Learning to be the provider. Awesome. Full circle there. Full circle there (laughs) for us. Infants and toddlers, 70 infants and toddlers. Amazing. It is a learning experience. Please use the Epic Toolkit that will walk you down a journey that can be challenging, but so worth it. And through that journey, we learned how to change some policy things, how to recommend um, some things, particularly within the city and county around permits and things like that. But the exciting news is we have our permit. I drove into the office today and saw (laughs) the initial construction fencing up for the playground. So we're on our we're on our way. It's amazing. It's happening. And we hope <laughs> that you'll invite me back um, to the podcast that sometime in the next six to nine, sort of like expecting a baby sometime in the next nine months, Yeah, <laughs> we hope to be cutting the ribbon on um, a brand new child care center for infants and toddlers in this building that you can all come and see. Yay. That's so exciting. Well, we'll make sure we get the sounds of children playing. Absolutely. No, I think we should do do it on the playground. (laughs) We should. They could be part of it. And I think so. We're very excited. But again, I want to acknowledge the partnership between Maha United Way and Epic, the toolkit, the expertise, the consultation. You helped us run our request for proposal process to get the best um, and so many amazing providers um, that are out there and we are just counting the days. Well, I'm so excited for you and your team. It's going to be amazing to see that that ribbon cutting and that yes. grand opening and, and absolutely yes. and so many families having access to quality, affordable early care and education for their kids. Cannot wait. You know, you mentioned some of the challenges yep. and so I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about some of the opportunities our state has to yep. improve capacity development mm-hmm. efforts for child care in our community because Malhai United Way is a fairly well-resourced nonprofit. You know, your yep. team has lots of great connections. Obviously, we uh, have seen your team do phenomenal things in this community. And I always say, if you know, if you guys can do it right, then you've proven that anyone else can. But there have been some challenges with this development process and in developing childcare. And then we think about oftentimes this is one single entrepreneur, oftentimes a woman, oftentimes a person of color trying to navigate this process. What do you have, it's, to, it's, what do you have to say about that? It is um, a lot, actually, but <laughs> I think you, you've said it. And it's not, we are, we have some size, we have some 
We've been doing this for 15 years. We have uh, more than. We have connections. And this was probably the most challenging project I've ever negotiated or navigated because of some well-intentioned barriers, but no question. Yeah. Barriers. No question. I don't want anyone to be confused of the number one thing around childcare, of course, is the safety and the quality for, for sure. the yeah. – not a question. Right. But we have taken that and put in – Every agency on the planet that has to, that is often duplicative, that creates not clear pathways of you get one permission, but that conflicts within the same department with another. So it is not streamlined. Mm -hmm. It is not efficient. And what should have been a 90-day process took almost nine months wow. to, to get through the hoops. And again, we had multiple people being able to work this. If I'm a single entrepreneur who's probably still right. also providing service and doing or I'm a small business whose business is my business, whatever it is, not childcare. So we have the opportunity to take a good hard look of never taking our eye off of quality or safety, but goodness, we have the opportunity to streamline that and not, we are actually getting in the way of providing service to families. Yeah. And I, and that is definitely what we've observed in our building up initiative and in talking to some of these entrepreneurs, you know, they just, unfortunately they give up. I would right? too. They can't handle I, it. They're like, this is too much. I have to tell you, we had a serious conversation within yeah. my own team of, do we keep going? Yeah. Because it becomes expensive. It does. Yeah. Um, because you It costs are, you extra money. It costs you right? extra money. Yeah. It costs the time, the lost mm-hmm. opportunity. So I don't say it other than if we can't do it, but if an organization that that, that is fortunate to have that strength and, and we questioned whether we could do it. So, yes, we have a huge – and, again, the toolkit that Epic has provided is so amazing um, because that helps. It gives you a roadmap because for so long there wasn't a roadmap. We right. literally thought we crossed all the, the T's, and they're like, oh, there's 17 more I's. And they're like, well, where are the I's? Right. You know? Um, <laughs> You forgot about the you eyes. You forgot about the eyes. Um, so that toolkit is amazing. But again, I think we have, as a community, the opportunity to, to streamline this, to never take our eye off quality and safety. However, yeah. um, there are some things that are a little goofy. There are ways we can do there it There are so ways sure. we can do it. <laughs> yes. Well, we're looking forward to doing some research work this fall around our community development and planning processes and thinking about how our communities can be more child-friendly yep. and really clear the way for Love some of that. these capacity-building efforts that we know are so important, right? Yep. Similar to what they've done with affordable housing, Absolutely. for example. Absolutely. Right? They recognize that this has been an issue for building affordable and attainable housing for families. Exactly. And so to be able to even weave those things together and think about yeah. think about that, um, I think that's the opportunity. And I think I think Colorado's ready. I think we have learned that we are a state that cares about children and families. We are a state that have understood it's part of, of our economy. But now we have to put the systems in place that don't become that are systems of success, not systems of barrier. Yeah. Yeah, well, 
let's hope that in, in another let's year hope. we're going to have another podcast recorded talking about your facility that has opened. Can't wait. And hopefully some positive changes we've made in Colorado around some of those building and zoning and community development processes as well. Well, I know with, with Epic's leadership, that will absolutely be the case. We're working on it. So we're going to try to will that into existence. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly feel so honored and privileged to know you and to have you as a board member with Epic and one of our members and just have the opportunity to interact with you and learn from you. Thank you so much, truly, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for what you do for other leaders and for our community and our children and our families. It has been a privilege to be a part of Epic and the cherry on the Sunday has been our friendship. Oh, well, thank you so much. All right. Well, thanks for joining us on the drop off today. Epic conversations about the workforce of today and the talent of tomorrow. We are so thankful to have Christine Benero with us today and we'll see you in the next episode. The Drop-Off is a production of Executives Partnering to Invest in Children. Please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. For more information about our organization, visit coloradoepic.org.